the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Taco Tuesday, so hopefully y'all going to go out and get you some Trader Jose's tonight. People talking about that story uh, today. We were talking about it yesterday, and although in fact we were actually talking about uh, Trader Joe's last week, we like to think that we're kind of ahead of the curve here on the Andrea K Show. Uh, we try to be anyway. I try to have my finger on a pulse of what y'all talking about out there, what you're thinking about, what you're snacking on. What you're eating on, because, of course, food is, like, uber important to me. You can take the girl out of the South, right? Um, anyway, got so much to cover tonight. I'm going to try to get everything in. I say that every day. Like, it's like shock and awe. I say this last night. We're going to try to get it all in. Um, we've got one guest tonight. Instead of two or three guests tonight, I want to make some room for your calls in case you want to call in. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. My, my, now, my man here... Is not a bartender, the dude who's going to take your calls, okay? He's not here to listen to your life story. He's not, as much as he loves it, he's just got too many things to do, right? Uh, he's not here for he, to take messages for you, for you to like pass along, you know, topic ideas or recipe ideas or whatever. You know, he's not an answering machine. He's not a stenographer or secretary. He's actually a show producer. Um, and of course, I'm talking to the one, the only, it's DJ Potato Skin. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ Potato Skin. Tremendous spirit. Lots of spirit, always cheery, answering the phone. Yeah, but unless you have a really good potato skin recipe, that might be the only exception. Keep it to 10 seconds because I got to get back to Andrea and the show. Yeah, so if you want to call in, just let it, let him know when you, when he answers the phone. Hey, he, he's going to say, hey, well, you go, what do you want to share with the listeners tonight? What do you want to say to Andrea? And pass Maybe you have a good along. marketing idea for the Fauci ear mask. I mean, well, yeah. That would be great. Absolutely. Um, and we say that just because I got to make sure that uh, he's got time to do everything that he needs to do when he's in the booth because he does have a lot that he's managing I'm also back DJ, paper, uh, one-armed paper hanger. <laughs> hey, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. I haven't been doing much on Parlor because it's just not really, it hasn't really wowed me. I have not. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, what, what your yeah. thoughts were. Well, it's like the time it takes, you know, to learn a new, a new app and learn all the ins and outs of it and how to work it and how to get the most for your time. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm not really a huge fan of social media 
media anyway. Um, you know, I it, which is why uh, mainly because of the way that it's been used to silence conservatives is really what the problem is for me with it. I love connecting with you guys. My favorite is Facebook because it's just so I can go as long as I want and I can. And it's easy for me. I know it well, so I can communicate with you guys more easily because this is really why I do it. I want to communicate with you guys and like with Twitter and Parler where you're restricted and what's you your gotta, MySpace you gotta, handle? Yeah, well, I never did. <laughs> uh, you know, I, to me, it's a way I just want to communicate with you guys. Uh, so it's not just, you know, Twitter, it seems as though it's just such a way to bash. Twitter's a great way. I, I find content on Twitter, but I'm just not very good with the hashtags and keeping it to 140 characters or whatever. Although See, I was always great with now. that, and it really broke my heart when I left because, like you said, a lot of the just the bombardment of, of the negative activity and the, and the censorship was too much for me. Right. I mean, we had Congressman Andy Biggs on his show last night, and, you know, there has never been a time where I responded to an elected official either on the phone, via email, via tweet, and the disrespectful, disgusting manner in which some of the people were tweeting out uh, to Congressman Andy Biggs. And why? Because this man wants to protect liberty and freedom. That's really what his message is, He, which is what he ran for. He's a conservative. He doesn't believe in having your constitutional rights taken away from you under the guise of anything. And let me tell you guys, if you have not been uh, heard this story, if it hasn't made national news yet, we have a business owner in San, in San Diego County who has been charged with five misdemeanors for committing the heinous crime of operating his business. This is what Congressman Biggs is pushing back against. And yes, uh, just to bring you guys up to speed on some of the latest economic news, as the Republicans who get lost control of the House are you know, infighting with Nancy Pelosi over trying to get a new economic relief bill passed, we should not be in the position debating and arguing with the Democrats on providing universal income to anybody. I don't care what the amount is. You want to know how you make sure that there's an income available to people? It's the way we've always done it in the United States of America which never involved a shutdown, ever. We have never shut down the economy under the phony guise of public health. You want to make sure that people can earn a living? You just remove the obstacles to them of generating a paycheck. And then they can use whatever skills they've got, whatever work ethic they've got, whatever ambition they've got to go out and whether it's $600 a week or whatever it is that they want to earn, they can go out and earn it for themselves. Mitch McConnell has come out and said he's indicated that he's going to stick with the overpayment of people where people will be making more money to sit at home than if they were to go back to work. He signaled that he would go with the $600 a week if Trump will support it. That's a non-starter. And on top of it, I'm concerned with the fact that Trump is indicating he would do an executive order to stop any evictions from happening. We wouldn't have evictions happening if we had people working. And we would have people working if we did not have the lies, the propaganda, and the fear-mongering that has been coming out of the media with uh, based upon the lies and the fear mongering and the propaganda coming out of the CDC and the NIH from Dr. Doctors Fauci and Burks. It has been lie after lie after lie from use of masks to if if they don't shut down the government, two million people would die. How many people have reportedly died in the United States of America in five months at 330 million people? 156,000. And that's if you believe those numbers. Even if you believe those numbers, that is a minuscule amount compared to 330 million lives, 55 million of which had their lives and their businesses and their livelihood destroyed. Enter the case of Nicola, uh, um, let's see, what is his name? Uh, the bright light in front of me. Nick's, Peter San Nicholas, owner of Ramona Fitness Center. 
uh, a gym because, you know, um, just like you can fly on an airplane, but you can't go to church, uh, you can fly on an airplane, but you can't go into a gym. You can fly on an airplane right now, um, but you and, and you can go into Walmart right now, but you can't go into uh, you know a, a bar and have a cocktail. You can go and buy co- uh, you know alcohol at a Walmart, but you can't go into a gym and buy alcohol. By the way, we're going to talk about this later. You can't drink alcohol on a Southwest flight anymore either. What's that about? So this guy. Um, Peter San Nicholas, who is a gym owner, you would think that the public health officials, if they were going to reopen businesses, that the first thing that they would reopen would be one that actually encourages things that are going to boost somebody's immune system and make it less likely that if they catch it, that they're going to get sick and die from this disease. But they, this, all these lockdowns are nothing but an arbitrary, capricious attempt to turn us into their Marxist communist uh, utopia. And that's why they can't allow free enterprise they can't allow individual liberty they can't allow somebody to continue to have his own personal property which is this man's business they have seized his business under the guise of public health just like they did all gyms and he adhered to the lockdowns initially for 85 days and he said this man peter san nicholas of ramona fitness he said it cost him over a quarter of a million dollars so when they allowed gyms to reopen and they announced they were going to allow gyms to reopen he reopened he cut it down he was seeing 400 uh, clients a day, down to about 100. He's barely limping along. He says if he had not reopened his business, he would be he would be shut down for good. And he's had this business for 20 years. Now, I realize that's not as long as Fauci's been lying and pretending he's a doctor and doing nothing to, to come up with any vaccine or, you know, sat back and for some reason 60 million people caught the SARS virus. And the only reason why we didn't have millions of people dying from that, from the swine flu, was because of luck, not because of anything that incompetent brain dead midget had to say about it. But no, they got to decide that they're going to seize property and stop people from exercising their constitutional rights, including running a business. $250,000 this man has lost. So he goes and he opens up his business. Still wiping it down. Still following the ridiculous, onerous, and unscientific mandates. And he's visited by the sheriff's department who refer him to the DA, formerly Republican, ran for office as a Republican, pretended she was a Republican until so she could get elected Summer Stefan, who then recently decided she was going to change her, her party affiliation to independent. Girl, you're not an independent. We know that because of your hubby on the court and what he's done in, in regards to his immigration. And we know it particularly now that your office has filed five criminal charges against a business owner. And on what, what grounds? Public health orders? Show me in the Constitution where it says the government, the United, any, any state or local government has the right to completely seize somebody's business and put them out. And oh, by the way. If you're going to do this, where, where have if, if you're going to prosecute somebody for putting the public's health in jeopardy, I don't recall anybody getting any charges filed against them for the Black Lives Matter protests that happened across San Diego. This is an absolute outrage. I sure hope Mark Moisier and Harmeet Dillon are all over this. I'm hoping he's going to get some good representation and make a and make a, 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 a mockery out of this. Gee, yeah, what did we get with Summer Stefan? Is this what we got? But more more than shame on her. Shame on the sheriff's department who went and ratted out this man. And now he has charges filed against him. And by the way, his mother-in-law who ran a daycare center for 40 years in Ramona, her business is gone. Gone. Oh, this the uh, spokesperson for the DA's office has come out with a statement. Oh, we have our sympathies. Really? 
I'm not interested in your sympathies. How about you write a check to this man for the, for the amount of money that he's losing because of what you've done to him? Where is Kevin Faulkner, by the way? Every Republican who sits back and allows this unconstitutional communist crap to go on in a state needs to be recalled or needs to be uh, primaried or run out of office. I'm going to take a break when I come back. Uh, We're going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to go to the phones. Looks like uh, my buddy Al from Lemon Grove is holding. A little bit later in the show, we got all these new laws, all all these charges that can be filed against. You'd be arrested if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, guess what? Hate march is coming your way all across America. In a couple of weeks, the Sultan of Kanish, Daniel Greenfield, will be here a little bit later to talk about that. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just happened to glance at Facebook as I was uh, catching up on uh, some news articles uh, during the break. And it looks like um, one of my oldies and besties, Sandra Stevens, said, Guess I should say I'm an Andrea regular since eight years. Woo, child, yes. And I want to ask her a question right now. Ask away, girl. You're welcome to call in 888-344-1170 or just type your question right here. Um, if your question is, am I a fan of your artwork? By all means, I am. You are absolutely one talented lady. And I love your little dog, Bogey, by the way. Um, let me see, actually, while I'm here, if I've got a couple of, of uh, comments I want to read. And then we're going to go to my friend Al who's waiting on the Ryan line. Uh, Doreen says, Gruesome Newsome needs to be taken out of office. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, America, Yasmin says America is paving the way uh, towards communism. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been happening for a while now and in, in front of our very eyes. And there was a time in which we, I, I can remember back when I did first start doing my show when Sandra and I first became friends and I was doing the show weekly at an old station and I had Brenda, Oh, gosh, Aaron Klein was the author and Brenda, I can't remember her last name. And they wrote a book called Red Army. And it was like four inches thick and it detailed this, the socialist movement within the Democrat Party. And I, so I, this has been something I have been screaming about and talking about for a really long time. And um, as well as the partnership between uh, the communists, the Marxist and the Islamist, because they both have the same agenda. I'm going to go to the phones right now, though, because uh, one of the smartest guys that I know that I actually met on Facebook as well. Uh, Al from Lemon Grove uh, has a comment about the GOP. Hey, my friend. Hi there. Yeah, you know, these days, there's a survey on everything. Everything that happens a couple of days later, sure enough, there's a survey on it, even though you never even thought of the question. But what isn't being surveyed is, is even far more uh, in- indicated, because uh, two things have happened this year where there, I haven't seen a survey on them at all. First, there was Pelosi's ripping up the papers after uh, February 5th, the State of the Union speech, I have not seen one survey anywhere, even though I've been looking as to whether that lost the Democrat Party any votes. And, and if the, the GOP had been on the ball and raised that, it would have become in the spotlight. But they just let it go. So it's gone. The second thing is uh, the uh, George Lloyd uh, killing. Um, I'm the only one that has stressed that 
racism was never proved as the highlight of, uh, of my presentation. A, a few people have brought it up as a secondary uh, thought. I like Larry Elder. I, th- I thought I think I heard him bring it up as a secondary backup thought recently. But it's it's the front page thought. How many people think? that racism wasn't proven by uh, the white cop, Minnesota cop, against a a black uh, fleeing suspect. Practically everybody assumes, including Mitch McConnell, including uh, uh, who was the guy who was shot, uh, Steve Scalise, including numerous Republicans who don't even question the fact that the guy had 18 uh, violations against him, and he was wiped off by Democrat unions every time, and it just showed that he was a careless person, had uh, didn't have anything to do, yet the whole world has been changed. The world has been on fire since then, and not one Republican has brought it up. In fact, most of the Republicans have just curled up and acquiesced uh, to it. Uh, Mitch McConnell gave some secondary idea when he hired... Uh, uh, the guy from South Carolina, the black guy who Tim was uh, stopped seven times, and um, he assumed that, that getting stopped seven times was equivalent of murder. Well, I mean, that's the impression he gave. You know, I mean, well, I know it isn't it isn't necessarily follow. But why did he immediately go to a guy who'd been stopped in traffic seven times? Because he was trying to leave the impression that every favoritism. Uh, action that that Republicans engage in is is necessarily leading to murder or on the way to murder, and 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 it's something that that uh, Republicans must deal with before they they can go forward. So it's just been more of the same. The Republicans right. are always on on defense; they're never on offense, and these are two crucial, crucial ideas. I mean, don't you think it would have been important if right after Pelosi tore up those papers? Suppose Trump had tore up papers behind Pelosi. We'd have never heard the end of it. Well, I I got it. Right. I got to interrupt you. I think that there's been a million moments that the Republican Party should have capitalized on, one of which was the Steve Scalise shooting that you talked about. Clearly her tearing up the papers, although, you know, to to be honest with you, I, I think there's been far more things they could have capitalized on that were far more egregious, like the like the the fact, the proof that Barack Obama sat in a January 5th meeting with Joe Biden and Susan Rice and all the rest of them and specifically targeted a general to persecute him, to destroy him and to get him criminally prosecuted. And to uh, this is on the heels of illegally spying on the opposition party campaign. The Republican Party has not. To me, that's far worse than Nancy Pelosi tearing up a script behind behind uh, Donald Trump. And the Republican Party has done nothing to maximize that. They've done nothing about the fact that they should be they should be every time they come to the microphone say today's your daily reminder that Jim Comey lied before Congress today's today's your daily reminder that Bob Mueller knew the second he walked into the office that there was no Russian collusion collusion today's your daily reminder that the Obama administration illegally spied on the opposition party campaign and everybody in the FBI colluded together and conspired together to launch a coup attempt that included lying to the courts and the FISA yeah, courts and manufacturing evidence. And let me finish my thought. And there's many, there's many things that they could be doing all day. And you're right. The, I have said over and over, there's no evidence. What, where are we at in this country? We're validating the fact that anytime some black person gets arrested or anytime something bad happens to a black person, it's because there's black, how, they're black. I have been railing against hate. We are here because of hate crimes legislation that the Republican Party should have never backed because yeah. we're here because what it does is it elevates 
rights that if somebody is a, a victim of crime and their skin is darker than mine, that they're they're somehow a bigger, more important victim than I am. And that's why we're here where, where we're at right now. The Republican Party always validates whatever ridiculous assertion has come their way. What 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 was the Republican Party's response here? They come up with wanting to make Juneteenth a holiday. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. We don't have systemic racism in this country, at least not against black people. What we do have is the city of Seattle hauling their white employees and telling them, you know, you got to do something about undoing your whiteness. But NYPD kneeling in front of Black Lives Matter, ridiculous a organization, ridiculous. That's that's, that's the ridiculous uh, extreme that I'm going to. And as far as the things you brought up, they've been brought up hundreds of times. Uh, Obama's meeting with Bing, we never hear the end of it. Obama met on January 5th. Obama met on January 5th. Well, we're but only we here. We're not hearing it on mass from Republicans. It ain't going nowhere. We're not hearing it on mass from Republicans. We're not hearing it in a coordinated way. We're not hearing uh-huh. it all day, every day. And if they were to do that, what we would have is we would have more American people actually understand what's happened. All, all we've had is Jim Jordan, maybe, or Devin Nunes and a couple of people on Hannity, and the average person is not watching Hannity in this country. So what we don't have is we don't have a Republican Party as coordinated as the left is with talking points, nor do we have a Republican Party that is interested in accountability. No, what we've got is we've had the Trey Gowdies, we've had the Lindsey Grahams (laughs) that pretend that they're going to hold people accountable, and all they want to do is have more and more more worthless congressional hearings and no accountability. And now the rubber meets the road because, because if Donald Trump and I've been saying this for two years, that it will get to the point to where the Trump voters will begin to hold him responsible for lack of accountability because it's his FBI now. Christopher Ray is his appointee. A.G. Barr is his appointee. Jeff Sessions was his appointee. And it will get to the point to where I'm concerned, in addition to the fact that Trump has, has backtracked on mail-in voting, now he says mail-in voting in Florida is okay. Because they do it right in Florida. That is a huge mistake. He needed to draw the line in the sand and say no mail-in voting, period. We should have never gone along with absentee voting. They, The left is being allowed to control the narrative and control this country with no discussion at all of voter ID anymore. No. Yeah. Now now we're backtracking. We're saying, well, mail-in voting is okay as long as it's done right. No, it's never okay. I don't even agree with absentee voting. I think it's crap. I think if you don't want, if you want your vote to count, you won't plan your European vacation on election day. You'll have your butt here and you go to the polls. You'll make yeah. it a priority or you won't get to vote. That's the way it should be. Final thoughts, Al, from Lemon Grove before we have to go. Well, you brought up the things that have been brought up on talk radio, but as far as I'm saying, the two issues that I brought up have never been brought up on talk radio. I have never seen Hannity or or uh, or uh, Gorka bring up the issue of why nobody uh, pushed about Pelosi tearing up the papers. I thought that was the most outrageous act in the history of uh, of politics, right on the, 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 the State of the Union address in front of God and right. everybody. Well, I thought I, mean, I thought Hannity and Gorka both did because a couple, one or both of them actually questioned whether or not she should face charges for the fact that she tore up a government document on top of the fact that she, she tore up uh, details that had to do with uh, uh, heroes and military people that had, had sacrifice their lives for us. Got to leave it there, Al from Lemon Grove. I love your comments on Facebook, by the way, and your emails that you send out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, there's all kinds of laws happening in this country that have to do with coronavirus and quarantines and masks and this and that, except... 
when it comes to a certain people, a certain group. And Daniel Greenfield is going to be here from the Sultan Kanish. Did you guys know there's a hate march coming across the country? We'll see if they're going to have to follow Fauci's plan. Because, by the way, did you hear this, DJ Potato Skins? Fauci says that it's okay to protest, but the problem with singing in church, it, that's different. Because when you sing... See, the droplets get spread when you sing now, but they don't get spread, I guess, when you speak or when you shout loudly at a protest. Oh, completely different. Oh, it's totally different. It's always different. We're going to talk about this and more with Daniel Greenfield when we get back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before we talk to Daniel Greenfield here, I'm seeing that uh, the full body cam of footage we, uh, was released about uh, regarding George Floyd's arrest, which we were talking about in part prior to the break. Um, I think that I will say again that I he didn't need to die. The knee on his neck for eight minutes was ridiculous. Uh, you know, he was subdued at that point and they could have released him. However, I will say that that every instance in which I have seen a young black man die, it began. However, however, these tragic events end, it always begins with resisting arrest. And if you watch that footage of him, he is out of his mind on drugs and whacked out and in a a horrible, a a horrible state. Something you wanted to say, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sad because when that originally came down, you didn't see that side of the story. No, absolutely not. Of course not. Uh, we, I, I, it was a similar situation with the with the Atlanta situation. They were kind to that young man, and then he resisted arrest, grabbed a taser, and ran off, and he ended up shot. So the moral of the story is, I, I'm not, I'm not sure of one instance in which I think only 19 young black men leading cause of death of of young black men in this country is homicide from other black people, and it's uh, number 75. 500 of the 19 young black men shot by by cops uh, killed in, in, a, in a police officer related shooting. I'm not sure. I, I, please find me one that did not begin with resisting arrest. Um, but we're going to get into another topic right now. Daniel Greenfield is here. He's a showman journalism fellow at the Freedom Center, and he's an investigative journalist and writer focusing on the radical left and Islamic terrorism. So why is he here tonight to talk about Al Sharpton? What's going on with him? Because they're partnering there. It's the, the the radical left in this country is no different in some respects than the than the radical Islamist in this country. It's all about ushering in their centralized system of power with complete control over us. And you can see it playing out in this country all across the land where they tell you, no, you can't drink any alcohol on that on that plane, but you can fly on a plane, but you can't go to church and you can protest in the streets, uh, but you can't sing in a church and on and on and on. Joining me now to discuss this is Daniel Greenfield. And uh, you guys need to read his blog post. Uh, he, his articles are at uh, frontpagemag.com and he's the Sultan of Kanish. Hi, Daniel Greenfield. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Okay, before we talk about this hate march, the get your knee off our next march that's, that's coming your way across this country. I, and I know that I, I didn't, when I reached out to have you on tonight, I didn't mention this as a topic. But I'm wondering if you've got any information as to this bombing that took place in Beirut today. I mean, this is the sort of thing that happens on a very regular basis. Hezbollah, which is a Shiite Islamic 
terror militia that's backed by Iran uh, keeps building up its capabilities and threatening Israel, and Israel covertly takes action um, to go after some parts of its weapons program that supposedly involved um, designing, building rockets that had uh, special long-range guidance systems. But again, these are all rumors, and Israel shut it down the hard way. Okay. But again, who knows? Well, uh, you know, if if Israel shut it down, um, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with, you know, uh, God's chosen people defending themselves. Um, that's considered a radical idea right now, uh, you know, for, for the Democrat Party. Um, but let's get on to this. Get your get your knee off our next March this coming. Tell everybody about that. I, when I saw your blog post, it's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, it's not really being covered very much, but you know, we're constantly getting these lectures by politicians to stay at home and how going anywhere is really very dangerous. And, you know, if everybody just complied and avoided going to parties and social gatherings would be fine. Meanwhile, Al Sharpton, backed by major unions, including the American Federation of Teachers, which completely rejects the idea of going back into the classroom as just suicide, but has no problem with uh, joining Al Sharpton's 100,000 strong march to Washington, D.C., where they're going to hang around in front of the Lincoln Memorial for about six hours and a crowd of 100,000 people. So, you know, there's going to be no social distancing whatsoever. Well, I hope that there's not going to be any Democrats. Right. Well, I was just going to say, I hope there's not going to be any singing because Fauci, evidently for Fauci, it's okay to protest. It's not okay to go to church. It's okay to protest and it's not okay to sing, but it's okay to shout with your hand up. uh, Black Lives Matter. Of course it is. Uh, just the same way it's not okay for so many people to have a, be at a funeral for their loved ones, but it's okay to have a whole John Lewis procession going on for six days. You know, there's one standard for the ruling class on the left and the Democrats, and there's another one for the rest of us. Isn't that classic in, in communist socialist societies? This is what they wanted. They, their idea of equality is for them to have um, all the privileges and for us to have absolutely nothing. And we're seeing that playing out literally. I mean, how many governors, how many politicians have been caught violating their own rules throughout this lockdown? Well, yeah, like Gavin Newsom here, you can't have a bar open. We've got a gym owner in San Diego County that's been charged with five counts, five misdemeanors. But still, he's he reopened his gym, Daniel, because he's lost two. He says he's lost quarter of a million dollars. He's had this gym for 20 years. Oh, well, we've got outbreaks, they say, Daniel, three people. An outbreak in San Diego County is three people have caught the virus. But with a ninety nine point nine percent, who cares if you catch a virus if you, if you don't even get get sick from it? This is ridiculous the way that this has been exploited for power. And and I'm not seeing that we've got anybody really willing to push back against it. So, uh, I mean, is anybody going to push back against these marches or are they just going to be allowed to continue while we're, we're forced to cower in our homes and not be allowed to run our businesses or go to church or synagogue? You know, as long as people continue obeying and complying, then this continues on. Right now, politicians have declared that they have the right to decide who is essential and who is non-essential. And uh, the essential part is purely political. For example, at the very beginning, um, every single politician decided that the media is essential. Now, why is the media essential? Nobody really asks that one. But they're essential because they provide propaganda and coverage for the politicians. Uh, Meanwhile, people who are earning their livelihood, people who are providing useful services, are considered non-essential. So, I mean, it's like every tyranny. People push back, and a lot of people are just pushing back by not necessarily being political, but just not following the rules and going their own way. And especially they've seen 
politicians go out to these huge Black Lives Matter rallies with no social distancing. And at that point, really, a lot of the social distancing stuff that we were seeing, a lot of the stay-at-home stuff, began to collapse because people saw the complete hypocrisy of it. Well, yeah, and on top of the fact that the numbers just don't bear this out. We've got 330-something million Americans, and we've lost 156,000, and that's if you believe those numbers, which we know that the COVID de- de- the death numbers were skewed because they, were, they literally were busted saying that somebody who died in a motorcycle accident, you know, was death by COVID. Death with COVID is not the same as death by COVID, and they've skewed it. We know that the average age is 78 with comorbidities. We know that 20% at least of those who've died from this died in nursing homes so this is this is this is uh, the most gross abuse of power i'm I'm shocked as i'm sitting here talking to you daniel that the united states of america shut down its economy over this on the basis of fraudulent numbers at the time in which we shut down our country i think only like something like five thousand people had died i mean it was nothing we lose in san diego county two thousand people a month we've lost a total of 500 if you believe the numbers in five months to this virus and and yet we've got business owners being arrested. I'm scared for where we're, w- w- whether or not we're ever going to come out of this when we've got the Republicans and the Democrats just arguing over how much to pay to keep people home and not go to work. And it's only going to get worse because once they've declared a public health emergency, they can do anything. Now we're seeing a massive ballot fraud being perpetrated in the name of this public health emergency. And of course, you have to be able to have ballot harvesting in the name of this public health emergency. And of course, you're going to have Joe Biden elected through voter fraud for this uh, public health emergency. That's the end game there. Well, and then, of course, uh, because it's it, there's unequal uh, mi- minorities suffer more from this. They've got to deal. The, I think uh, Bell Edwards, governor of Louisiana, said we're not going to reopen the state until we figured out how we can solve the health inequities going on in, in, in the state. Well, you know, I, I don't know why it's affected, you know, the African-Americans, the black people more in Louisiana, uh, you know. But what does that have to do with what is what is an outbreak and people dying disproportionately of color in New Orleans have to do with people who live up in Nac? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. Americans are fed up with it. Now we've got Dr. Burke saying we've got to wear masks in our homes. You know, you think about I I was one of the first people that said, and you can tell me if you think that I'm wrong, that these masks, this is America's version of Sharia. Because is there anything more oppressive than denying somebody their right to express themselves with their facial expressions? God gave us the ability to make facial expressions, Daniel Greenfield. It's an incredibly important way that we communicate with people in our lives. And the the attempt to, um, it, it's it, a friend of mine, Dr. Sean Porbin, did a, a long blog post today talking about how just absolutely abusive it is to put facial coverings on people. That It's not about science. It's about oppression. It's, it's, it's about the same thing and the same reasons why for the safety of women, they tell women under Sharia that they've got to cover. I don't see any difference. Do you? Yeah, it's social control and it's isolation. The whole point of covering up women is to isolate them, is to create something called mobile purda. And now we're isolated in every possible way and across the spectrum. We're physically isolated. Um, our faces are covered up. We're taught to fear each other, which is really the most pernicious part. Our family members are taught to be afraid of each other. We're taught to be afraid of ourselves. At the worst, when this uh, whole lockdown uh, culture was underway, people really just walked around being afraid of their own loved ones. And this is how sick the society has become. 
Well, and they're doing that with children, too. Not one child. I think the World Health Organization and, you know, the left loves WHO. YouTube ain't going to allow a video up talking about coronavirus if it doesn't jive with the WHO, right? And the WHO has come out and said we did worldwide contact tracing and there's not been one child who has given it to a teacher. And yet we still have no schools reopening. We've got children being told if schools do reopen, they've got to sit there on the floor wearing masks, have no recess and be six feet away from other kids. And basically teaching little kids that they're killing machines. I can't think of anything more perverse. It is very, very sick. Uh, acquaintances of ours uh, considered having children play, and then they were told that, well, the children have to be six feet apart, and, of course, they can't actually share anything. So you're teaching four or five-year-olds that sharing is wrong. Well, the whole thing is wrong, and we better get our act together. And at some point, I, 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 to me, I tweeted out today, and I could be wrong, and I'll let you go. I tweeted out today, I think Trump could clinch this election if he were to say that he is against any kind of mandate, that we are a nation about freedom and individual liberty. You want to wear a mask, fine. If a business wants to require a mask, fine. But you, you cannot in any state or local government or uh, be a government official having any kind of mandates that involve masks and six-foot distancing, and he's going to prosecute through the DOJ, I think he would clinch re-election in a second if he did. Instead, unfortunately, he's supporting masks and saying it's patriotic. Final thoughts, Daniel Greenfield, for us. It's a sad state of affairs, but this is what happens when people are kept in a state of fear. What the left does every time, whatever the issue is, they create a permanent crisis and they keep people terrified. And they shift from one crisis to another. Remember, before all this, there was a huge environmental crisis and there were major protests. Then they shifted to the pandemic and then they shifted to the racial crisis. And it's going to be something else before the election because there's always chaos, there's always conflict and there's always crisis. And all this translates into unlimited power for the left. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much for being here. appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you for what you do. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We got we to gotta tell you guys, uh, we got to talk a little. Y'all want to care about public health? We've got some suggestions here for you on how you can get healthy. we got that and more to talk about. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Every day we hear the same warnings about fighting the virus. Wear a mask, wash your hands. But the people in charge of health... Every day we hear the same warnings about fighting the virus. Wear a mask, wash your hands. But the people in charge of health during a health crisis, Dr. Fauci... Dr. Burks, Surgeon General Adams, head of the CDC, Dr. Redfield, National Institutes of Health Director, Dr. Francis Collins. They never really mentioned the one major thing most people could do to ensure a better outcome should they get it. To me, it's such a scandal. These doctors won't look straight in the camera and say the number one thing you can do to improve your chances is to be in better general health. And the number one route to that is an improved diet. To be a doctor right now and not discuss diet, Mm -hmm. it's like being a clown who won't do balloon animals. (laughs) Why not an all-out campaign to educate the public on the dangers of a diet of sugary, chemical-laden crap? Krispy Kreme honored 
our hey, frontline hey doctors and nurses in April hey by giving them 18 million donuts. Now you're talking which crazy. Which is like honoring firemen with napalm. <laughs> and why not a campaign to make it a priority to get decent food into poor neighborhoods? Why not for every PSA about a mask, a PSA with a recipe for a healthy meal? Here, here. I think so many lives could have been saved if at the very beginning of this crisis, the medical establishment had made a more concerted effort to tell Americans, while you're in lockdown, getting free money for not working, you need to do something too. Even the poorest person could switch out soda at meals for mm-hmm. water. Yep. It'll save you money too. A national campaign to get in shape would have dramatically improved our chances against this disease and made us feel better about ourselves to boot. But it was never even mentioned, even in a country that loves challenges, the ice bucket challenge, planking, all the this will make you puke challenges, the mannequin challenge. (laughs) Quite a challenge, that one. Why couldn't they have gotten behind a real challenge like, oh, I don't know, getting healthy so the virus doesn't kill you challenge? Mm-hmm. But as Michelle Obama... No, let's found- leave it there. I got I to gotta interrupt. We got we to gotta cut him off at Michelle Obama because we only got a couple minutes left. That was actually Bill Maher. There's, there's, there's a few times like when he's called out about, uh, called uh, against the radical Islamists in this country. He's right on here. He's Occasionally at- he makes sense. And you know what? He's right on. Have you ever heard? I've not heard. Fauci's out there talking Never. about the evils of, of choir singing in church. He has not said one dang thing about people's immune systems. Not, not since one. the beginning. Nope. No, in fact, he's never mentioned it. He... They, Trump will mention average age 78 comorbidities. They have not once mentioned diabetes, high blood pressure, that of the rare case in which somebody under 78 or under 70 has died, they've all been obese. Haven't mentioned it for the same reason why they're not pushing hydroxychloroquine, because they're in it for the politics. Fauci's in it for the money, in my opinion, for the vaccination. They're not in it because they give a crap about public health. You, How do you know that this is not about health? Because they're not talking about anything that you can do to get yourself healthier. And, and if you're healthy, maybe you won't take their vaccine. Well, right. You know, they're not they're not talking about the fact that of the three million people or whatever that have, that have tested positive for it. Why do we not have hospitals overrun? Because they're not sick, because you can be positive for it and be asymptomatic, which means you're not sick. And why are they not sick? Because they don't have a compromised immune system. They may be 40 years old or even 102. I saw a lady 102 years old. She's beaten COVID and cancer. Why? She took care of herself. She's in shape. But you know what? Not everybody. You get to be 80. You know, we're not meant to live forever. That's something else that's not discussed. They want us all indoors. They don't want us to put the connection together to healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle because they want us inside, coward in fear. They don't want us doing what we can do to protect ourselves. And yeah, I joke about my donuts, but you know what? And I do have, I eat too much sugar, but you know what? I still try to eat a balanced diet i take my balance of of nature shoot my i've got something stepping on my toe i take my balance of nature i get 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables every day and i'm serious about it i focus on my immune system since i started taking balance of nature in six months i have not had one sinus infection not one cold in six months that's astounding for me Go to balanceinnature.com, by the way. Use discount code HEALTH. Free shipping, 35% off right now. But he's absolutely dead on. When you've, got, when you've got health officials that are out there refusing to acknowledge the treatment benefits of hydroxychloroquine and its success and refusing to talk about immune system, they have no credibility from a health standpoint. 
I did get a chance to ask you about something involving Major League Baseball. We'll talk about it tomorrow night because you're a huge baseball, huge baseball fan. fan. And this shocked me today. And I'm not even a baseball fan. So we will see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.